Support for 100 Watts and a Wire is brought to you by 100wattsandawire.com. To subscribe to the show, simply click the RSS feed or subscribe wherever you get your podcast. When you visit, apply for your free 100 Watts ID and learn how you can become a sustaining member. Click the Donate page and pick the option that works best for you. We've got a traveling toolkit, 100 Watts and Wire gear, and activity days with prizes. That's 100wattsandawire.com. And ICOM. Contests from home or remotely. ICOM's IC9700 is available and shipping. Create your own band opening with ICOM's newest SDR transceiver, the IC9700. And LDG. An LDG automatic tuner between your transmitter and antenna will match impedances and ensure maximum power output while protecting your finals from damage due to reflected RF. To learn more, visit ldgelectronics.com. And now, from Grid Square Echo Mike 48, this is 100 watts and a wire. Well, good morning, everyone. It is Christian Kilo Zero, Sierra Tango Hotel, just walking out of the house after a Really big storm last night that was rather unexpected. We could see the uh, uh, we could see the uh, clouds changing, and uh, we did a bit of a scramble to get ourselves back into the house. Uh, I'm gonna put this phone down a second. I need to tie my boots. You're coming right out of the house with me, so uh, bear with me. Uh, may sound lovely with the birds. I need to tie up my boots. But uh, yesterday around dinner time we saw some really dark clouds rolling in. And so that's uh, boot number two. Hang with me. You're going to come right from the door to the to the antenna site. Okay. Let me pick you back up. So dinner time, we made a, a scramble to get ourselves back inside. Um, it's been everything you've heard it to be here in Missouri with uh, storms. There's a old time metal type chair that rocks back and forth that's been flipped over. Uh, oh boy, one of my wife's flowers that climb up over an arbor has been uh, split. She's not going to be happy about that. Calatus, something like that. And uh, several broken trees. So it's just a before six o'clock here on Sunday morning. Yeah, this is sort of like a vine that goes up over the arbor. Beautiful purple flowers. Uh, down the hillside, and I'm going to make my way over to the antenna garden, if you will, because I know I have a couple of issues already. I've put the... Um, the coax on just to test, you know, see what the SWR looks like. And it looks like an 80 meter and a 160. And my 160 is just, you know, it's problematic because it's so long uh, that she gets things dropped on her all the time. Hey, we've got at least a large limb down over here uh, away from the antennas. But the storm kind of whipped up and it was um, going in many, the wind was just, you know, 
low-lying wind, that kind of deal, heavy, heavy rain, some water came into the house, that kind of thing. You know, and just yesterday was a big grass-cutting day, trying to get things cut. All right, we're going to make our way over to the antennas. Uh, I don't know what to expect. I have packed a small bag of tools because uh, my antennas are not right at the house. So we're heading to the north side. And again, I'm expecting a an issue with an 80-meter and the 160. Both are deeper into the woods, and when things like this happen... Uh, they tend to get it. Okay, so here's a tree about 25, and that's about 35 feet tall, topped off. And uh, I don't know if that looks like a sassafras tree. Uh, this has been topped off. There's about a, geez, 10 foot section, maybe just snapped right off at the top, which uh, is interesting in this comparison because just maybe 30 feet from it is my hex beam which is not quite as high as that tree is um, but right in line and it looks like the sun's just I mean the sun isn't coming up it's just bright the sun is uh is just hiding from us I have a mosquito net uh, net over my head because the gnats have gone just crazy so the only thing exposed on me right now is my hands. Um, all right, and, and so as the light comes up, I'm able to see a little bit more. And then that seems to be working, at least in, in terms of not letting them get to my face. Uh, the hex beam looks okay. It has uh, a little piece of debris, like a small, it could be like a little vine that may have blown off. But this area right here, uh, most damage is a treetop issue. Let's clean up. Eve, hold on. Now look, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna lie. You may hear me kiss, uh, maybe kiss. I don't know. Uh, cuss, cry. I don't know. I'm seeing right now that one end of an 80 meter antenna, one that serves the north and the south, somehow. Oh yeah, I can see how to. Um, there's a limb that is snapped near, nearby. <sighs> I should have put some bug spray on my hands. Uh, just trying to get out of here. All right, so what I did was I, I, I know I'm a little scattered, guys, because I'm, I'm coming out here and seeing things for the first time, which is also a very good uh, Black Crow song. I'm going to put some stuff down. I brought coffee, a small bag of tools. Um, and these bugs are buzzing by me like uh, I owe them money. And I'm looking at one end of an 80-meter antenna that serves the north and the south, and a limb has cracked and has not taken out the leg. It has uh, come across the rope, and the rope is... Sorry, sorry for the voice. Ah, okay. So I'm just clearing that. That, does, that looks like a droopy, limp, you know what. That's quite a sloper. All right, so what happened is the limb fell down across the west side of this antenna's leg 
and didn't snap it, thank goodness, but it has pulled it down. I have the window weights, as you know, if you've been listening to the show for a long time, these window sashes, whatever they are, they used to go up and down uh, to help the old timers with their windows. And because I've given the weight and the ability for these things to move up and down, I didn't snap my line. That said, there, you know, there's probably only about two feet to play with here on this end. And this tree is still connected. This branch is still connected to this large tree. But uh, as it snapped and came down, it pushed down on this, this end of the rope. Uh, the good news is it looks like we're going to be all right on this antenna. I may need to drive this uh, support down into the ground a little bit more. I'm going to have to pull this snapped branch out. But this antenna here looks like it, it should be okay. It just looks droopy. And it's all because of this, uh, this end. The ground's so soft here. I'm going to have to kind of redo this. Not broken, so that's cool. I mentioned my tool bag. I What I put in it, I've got my multi-tool. i got a Leatherman multi-tool in here. I've got um, the tools to build new cable ends. I've got some wire strippers. I've got, uh, I forgot my, uh, I guess I need to solder anything back together. I've got a um, Milwaukee portable soldering uh, tool, soldering iron, I guess you call it. And things in this area, hopefully it'll be a better day. The birds are chirping and singing, but I'm standing in a part where I, I don't expect to have the problem. I had a problem here that I did not expect, but going deeper into the woods is where I believe 160 and this 80 that serves the east and west, which is kind of your main for me, my main uh, 80 meter antenna. This one here that's having a little bit of problem uh, may get me a little bit of different uh, coverage. They're both inverted, which means they're gonna give you that sort of omnidirectional deal, but I can get a little different pattern from this and hear things differently. Ooh, take cover, uh, woodpecker. All right. So, uh, also, in t you know, some things that I just grabbed, that way I don't have to go super deep into the, the house, you know, from the woods to the house. I just grabbed some tools I could fix and then cut, cut rope with a knife. Solder, I left a damn battery uh, on the charger. So, that's going to come back and get me. I'm halfway between, do I go a deep in deeper into the woods or do I just head back and get it? because I'm, I'm pretty sure I'm gonna go back and get it. I'm pretty sure that I have, uh, I'm gonna run into a snap wire. Not the show I intended for you guys at all, but I think it's interesting at least to discover as I discover. And if this isn't the intersection of life and amateur radio, uh, it, you know, nothing, nothing really is. But uh, it's super early. All my girls are asleep, and it's a good time to get out here. Now, once I get out to that 160 and that 80, I'm gonna have to. 
I'm going to have to put you down. You're not going to want to listen to that, but I'll have to be quick on moving to fix whatever it is. But this is a, uh, a discovery. And what I'm doing now is I forgot something. I was charging up this battery to make sure it was good uh, to do work out in the field. Uh, if I needed to do some soldering, I left it on the charger. Oh, this poor thing around this arbor. My wife is going to be really bummed. I hope some of it's okay. I think it's Calatus. Ah, I can't. She's, she's great with flowers. I'm not. I'm not good at all. I'm going to head back into this house. Grab this. And uh, what are we looking at on time here? I've kept you for almost 12 minutes. Um, let me take a break. I'll go in the house so I don't wake anybody up with my talking. When we come back, we'll make our way to the 160 and the 80 and I'll try to talk through what I'm going through or looking at at the moment, and then I gotta fix it. All right, we'll come back in just a bit. Whether you say 7.3 or 73, even 73s, we're still 100 watts and a wire. Friends, can we talk about ICOM radio? Yes, indeed, the IC9700. You can create your own band opening with this new SDR transceiver. It's the ICOM9700. This new radio is bringing direct sampling to the UHF-VHF weak signal world. That's the IC9700. All-mode transceiver. It is loaded with innovative features. A dedicated amateur satellite operation, color touchscreen, D-Star capability, RF direct sampling on 2-meter and 70-centimeter bands, and we all know about the IC7610. This is the SDR radio every ham wants. It's a high-performance SDR that has the ability to pick out the faintest of signals, even in the presence of stronger adjacent signals. It's the ICOM 7610 direct sampling software-defined radio that is changing the world's definition of an SDR transceiver. And we can't forget the IC7300. It is changing the way entry-level HF is designed High-performance, innovative HF transceiver with a compact design. It will far exceed your expectations. Visit icomamerica.com amateur for more information on all ICOM radios. CQ, CQ, CQ. This is 100 watts and a wire. All right, we're about to head back out there. I did get the, uh, the battery. I got some deep woods off. I know it's not great for me or the environment, but uh, they're coming after my hands. The ones that are holding the uh, this microphone. Let me sit there here for a second again. Sit you down. Bump, bump, bump. Oh, you got a bump, bump, and a roll. Oh, oh Lord. Uh, the bugs. I think I've talked about a little bit. The bugs this year have been. Uh, just really awful really really bad and uh, it was mosquitoes for probably three weeks and then it changed out to uh, these gnats who are really interested in carbon that comes off my bald head they're all just also interested in things like soap smells shampoos that kind of stuff and uh, man they just come after me and swarm me I have a mosquito net on my head I am not even kidding just to keep them away from buzzing by my ears. I just hate that. All right, we're going back out now past the hex beam. We're going to head to 160 and 80. 
Um, there's solder in my bag. Forgot to mention that. Uh, some tools, again, for fixing connector. Some wire strippers. Uh, a little bit of rope, knife. And, uh, that's probably it. The connectors themselves, if I need to. I've got coffee here, but it's like, you know. And I've been fortunate, I gotta tell you, no matter what I run into when we get out there in the woods, I've been fortunate for a really long time that, that uh, I haven't had to fix any major antenna issues here in a long time, but this storm, this, this one was one, kind of unexpected. Um, I was set to watch uh, the St. Louis Blues and the Boston Bruins play uh, game three. And uh, I mean, just about an hour before that, we were just hammered. And um, here we go, going deeper into the woods. You can hear the birds and uh, all that. They're letting each other know that I'm coming. What I want to do, I think I'm going to go right to the centerpiece of where these hang. They're about 50 feet up. It's not ideal for for 160 at all. It's the highest tree limb that I could get this thing on and the clearest path. And there's a lot of debris down, I can tell you that. I'm not seeing tree. Yep, there's a big enough tree there. If that came down, it, it yep. Okay. I, I used to get really, here's, here's the limb that came down straight into the ground. It looks like a little tree is growing here. Uh, but it's the force of this has just planted itself into the ground. I'm going to go to the center pieces here just to see what's up in the tree still. And that'll give me a better idea of how the ends look. Again, not my, um, okay. Uh, I'm not seeing, okay. All right, I think both the center pieces. F you bug, you stupid son of a, I have to adjust my hat here so I can, they're like, oh, a tourist. I think the center pieces are up. Oh yeah, yay. Okay, so the north side legs of 160 and 80 are okay. It is the south side legs that are both down. And I need to track them down. Okay, I can see the 160 side, which this antenna is made with ladder line. Not fed with, it's made with. The legs are made with. This was an NI4L uh, creation. It's jacked up and as big and strong as it is because I knew I'd be running into days like this. It is not, I mean, it is super strong, but the mother nature wins. I see tree limbs that are down. I see the issues. Uh, it looks like both my centerpieces are up there. And I got to get to work, guys. So I got two, two antennas on the south legs that are both snapped by smaller falling limbs on the south side of the 160 is on the wrong side of town it's on the wrong side of trees it, it needs to be straightened out and pulled back and i'm not sure of what the connection how it was broken uh, so i may need to do a bit of soldering to get these two wires back together it is so wet uh, so what i'm going to do some geese coming in 
Oh, yeah, yeah. What I'm going to do is uh, get to work and at least straighten out these legs, see if I can get them back up in the air. And then I will um, give you a recap of what I've done. Uh, the important thing here is I just wanted you to come along to be with me uh, so I don't go screaming into the woods. Now, uh, I'll talk more about this sort of thing, but uh, I don't want to let the bugs bite me in the ears and face. Uh, so I will catch up with you guys uh, in just a little bit. I'll give you a, a summary, so hang tight. Uh, this week we're going to hear from Julian, uh, who's going to talk about more uh, grid-down, off-grid communications. But I'm uh, really proud that he's going to be participating in our 100 watts in a wire uh, antenna tune-up. Uh, he does quality work, uh, work with a purpose. Here's one end. And uh, he's going to give you his update uh, coming up next. Made in America, shared worldwide. This is 100 watts and a wire. LDG Electronics provides state-of-the-art antenna tuners for every amateur need. From QRP to QRO, fixed station, portable and remote. Matching your radio to your antenna using our lightning-fast proprietary tuning algorithms. Our generic desktop tuners work automatically with nearly any radio, while our brand-specific tuners are customized to popular models. LDG's zero-power tuners are ideal for portable or mobile use, as they consume almost no power at all in their standby state. Some can be powered by internal batteries that last for months of normal use. Our weatherproof remote tuners install at the antenna feed point, greatly reducing SWR losses in the coax. LDG tuners are backed by our two-year fully transferable warranty and our legendary customer service, the best in the industry. Visit us on the web at ldgelectronics.com. And BioNO Power, offering the best performance lithium iron phosphate batteries for your ham radios. Visit BioNOPower.com. That's B-I-O-E-N-N-O-P-O-W-E-R.com. Or contact dealers nationwide. Hello, guys. Oscar Hotel 8, Sierra Tango November here for 100 Watts and a Wire. By now, most of you know about the 100 Watts and a Wire antenna tune-up. The 100 Watts and a Wire antenna tune-up is an excellent opportunity to get on air talk about your antennas, and let people know about 100 watts in a wire. And you also know if I'm here talking about it, then I'm going to inspire you to take the 100 watts in a wire antenna tune-up as an opportunity to practice your off-grid, grid-down, and portable communication skills. Now, before I tell you why I think it's important to focus on these things, let me tell you how I'm going to spend the 100 watts in a wire antenna tune-up. I've decided I'm going to divide my time between two days of the tune-up. On the first day, I'm going to be operating from the ham shack, and on the second day, I'm going to be operating out in the field. Now, on the first day, operating from the ham shack, I'm going to be operating as if we're in a grid-down scenario. No external power, no grid power, no generators, things like that. Totally off the grid. Naturally, if I'm operating off-grid, I'm going to need portable or emergency power. I'm going to need solar panels to keep my batteries topped up. I'm going to need my charge controller to make sure my batteries are well protected. 
And of course, since my goal is operating completely off-grid, as if it's an emergency, I need an antenna, which is up to par. Now, as a matter of coincidence, many of the companies who are supporting this event, I also own gear from. So to celebrate their contribution to 100 watts in a wire, I'm going to be deploying during the 100 watts in a wire antenna tune-up with much of their gear. So for the grid down portion of this event on day one, I'm going to be using the Chameleon Antenna MCOM 3B. I'm not sure what configuration I'm going to put that in yet, but we'll see on the day of the event. Now to power my station and keep my station batteries topped up during the event, I'm going to use my power film FM167200. That's a 120 watt folding portable solar panel. Now unfortunately, I don't have any BioAno batteries, so for battery storage, I'm going to use one of the battery projects off of my channel. Probably the 45 amp hour lithium iron phosphate pack that I built a few months ago. And to manage any disagreements between my antenna system and my rig, I'll be using an antenna tuner from LDG Electronics. And naturally, as a digi-mode operator, I'll top it all off with a Raspberry Pi running JS8 call. But I'll also divide my on-air time equally between digital modes and voice. On the second day, I'm going to be operating portable. Starting with the antenna system again, I'll be using the Chameleon MPOS 2.0. That's a broadband portable antenna system that I often use for rapid deployment scenarios. And once again, managing any disagreements between my antenna system and my rig, I'll be using an LDG Electronics Z100+. For my portable power in the field, I'll be using the Powerfilm FM167200. Now, if we happen to have storms or torrential rains, I'll switch from the FM167200 to my Powerfilm Solar R28s. Those are completely waterproof and submersible solar panels. Now, just in case it is raining, that won't stop me from deploying portable out in the field for the antenna tune-up. I'll just be deploying with my teepee tent shelter, which many of you have probably seen in my videos already. Now what I'm describing, you've probably heard me talk about already, that's my solar-powered field station. So, why on earth would we torment ourselves with operating portable or without grid power? Well, the answer is simple. It's better to do it during the antenna tune-up and get the experience of having done so, as opposed to being put up against the wall, being forced to do it, without any previous field or off-grid experience. Hardly an episode goes by that we don't hear Christian talking about a tornado or some sort of extreme weather event someplace in the United States or around the world. There's also a lot of discussions about emergency communications being the future of amateur radio. Well, I agree. We can learn concepts and methodologies from a book or from classes, but we need to augment that training and learning with practical field experience. There's a growing segment of the amateur radio community who uses amateur radio with purpose. And then there are those of us who have been thrown into these emergency communication scenarios unwittingly. Whether your thing is the casual QSO, contesting, or even emergency communications, we never really know when we're going to need that back-against-the-wall experience of a training scenario as realistic as possible. So whether you're operating from home or out in the field, use the 100 watts in a wire antenna tune-up 
to hone your grid down, off-grid, and portable communication skills. This is Julian, Oscar Hotel 8, Sierra Tango, November here, for 100 watts and a wire. From the summit to the shack, this is 100 watts and a wire. Okay, so we're about uh, 40 minutes into the repair, and I think I'm in good shape. I'm checking the north side legs now of 160 and 80. And they're a little droopy. That's, that's not bad, actually. It's not bad. Uh, every now and again, I got to come out here and I got to pull them up um, because the wind, some debris will fall, kind of hit the line and and move them up a little bit. I pause there because, if you listen, it sounds like I'm in a rainforest. And uh, I've seen some things, man. Uh, you, you can't be in the woods when things like this are going down because the limbs that are breaking off are coming straight down like daggers into the earth and uh i mean it's just dangerous so always be careful and i'm looking back i mean that what the wind must have to what the f what is this i'm looking at the north side of this leg and can't see it yeah this little tree's gonna have to go i don't i don't know this is kind of galloped over i see i see Again, it's not very bright yet. Um, we're about at 6.40 in the morning. And the sun is looking like it might come up, but it looks like it could be more of a cloudy day. I think this is fine. It's hard to see. It kind of runs the, uh, the north side of the 160 rope. Kind of cuts over another little tree that's just, yeah, it's okay. It's okay. All right, so what, let me try to give you a summary here. And what I didn't get to talk about that I really want to talk to you guys about is the antenna tune-up. Perfect. Uh, pardon the heavy breathing, the early morning lack of coffee. Uh, lots of different thought processes are going through my mind as I'm staring up into the trees. A lot of stuff down. Smaller trees took these two out. And I'm not sure what kind of tree. It's a young tree. Really, really tall. And it fell to the south. Um, but uh, at the base, maybe four or five inches round. You know, up to about, you know, two or three toward the top. So it was a young tree, but very long. <sighs> I just came up a big hill. So. So. The trees aren't getting sort of the uh, the sun they need to like grow like a pine out there as a decorative. It was a deer, like a decorative thing. They're competing, and they're too close together. There's not a proper drip line, you know, for them to sort of grow and be the tree, unless other trees disappear. This one here is probably about eight eight inches toward the bottom. And I'm going to guess about 50 feet tall. It just uh, was not deeply rooted. It kind of looks dead, actually. It looks like it was a dead tree that uh, couldn't hold on anymore, and the wind just pushed it down. I've got a branch over here. Oh, man. 
I'm going to need to get that bread. That fell from up high and is still hanging. So I need to make sure at some point, not at the moment, I need to get back inside. That when this tree decides it wants to fall, it won't fall on anything. It could. But it looks like one tree fell and took the south side legs, my 160 and my 80 meter antenna serving the north and south, deep in the woods, um, aren't too far apart from one another. In fact, they hang on the same limb of the same old oak tree in the woods. That said, it's probably, you know, several f feet between them. Um, they're not touching that kind of thing. They do run under one another, though the 160 uh, line runs under the 80 meter uh, line. Uh, there's no interference, they're fine. I think you'll find more of an issue with that if they're running directly parallel underneath. So anyway, I'll be posting on social media. If you're listening to this on shortwave radio uh, from around the world, um, Check out the website 100wattsandawire.com uh, to learn more about our upcoming June 7th through the 9th. You may be hearing this as it's going uh, on shortwave radio. Subscribers are getting this to their phone. You can do that too. I encourage you to do that. Go to 100wattsandawire.com. You can subscribe there. It's free. You can also go to uh, anywhere you get your podcast and you'll get this when it's posted. It's posted early in the week. Shortwave radio is running it later in the week. I think we're square here. But uh, on the 7th through the 9th, we're going to celebrate the antenna. And we're going to get on the air. And we're going to talk about what we have, what we use, what we're using at the moment. And uh, I hope you'll join us. We do have some prizes. It's not a contest, but I'd like you to work 10 stations. Submit your totals through 100wattsandawire.com and be put into a random drawing uh, for prizes. You could win some cool stuff. Chameleon antenna, power film, solar panel, bio battery. Uh, MFJ is gonna give away <laughs> bucks. The uh, Octopus Hub, that's a new uh, antenna design they came up with, or at least that's a new design that they are producing. I think at the moment I need to go in and I'll test well, we've just finished. This wasn't a, uh, a coax connector type of deal. This was a uh, limb down, taken out a leg. I did have to splice wire back together. I had to solder and tape, a little bit of solder and tape should hold it. I don't have test results at the moment, but I'm hoping for the best. Now, as we moved closer to the house, I can see with more sun. We may have sun today. Uh, sunny and buggy. It looks like everything else is okay. I should have to come out here and look at this 80 meter that we talked about at the beginning of the show where a limb fell. Still hanging and kind of dangerous. I need to take care of that. Uh, that fell over a rope and pulled like a fence post that I have as a support for that end. Uh, close that doesn't look good in terms of Yeah, I'm gonna have to adjust that but I'll do that after we talk yeah, this is, uh, I probably need something behind this post to pull it tight 
so it doesn't pull it inward in the uh the rain we've had so much rain that the earth is just sort of like dude i can't hold on to it man i gotta i need some help it's a little bit more work to do y'all check us out on uh june 7th through the 9th for the 100 watts and wire antenna tune-up hope i hear you just get on the air and call CQ 100 watts in the wire antenna tuna. The exchange is written for you. Uh, roughly, there's no hard rules. Uh, you know, you're exchanging information about your antenna, how high it is, how much power you're running, and uh, someone may be able to use the help uh, in talking about these antennas. So we, we can do this indoors, we can do this outside, it doesn't matter. Nats, boy, these gnats, and they're stuck in my... Stuck in my net, you mother. Alright, take care of yourselves. Take care of each other, and I apologize for the heavy breathing. But some of you like it. And some of you are ladies. Alright, guys, take care of yourselves and each other, and by all means, if you can, please stay safe and try to stay above the noise. I see you, squirrel. To join the 100 Watts in a Wire community, visit 100wattsinawire.com.